Well, good morning, everyone. Before I jump in, I, I'm just so grateful for this community. Uh, I was just, as you were talking, Amber, I just had tears come to my eyes because I also saw that post, and I'm just amazed. Um, it's, it's incredible. If I talk too much, I'll get emotional, so I better stop <clears throat> and get into where we're going this morning. I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us as we continue to wrestle, like Amber said, with, with this idea that, that whenever Jesus seemed to talk about Christianity, whenever he talked about what it looks like to follow him, whenever he talked about faith, he called it a kingdom. Um, and, and for me, I've really enjoyed kind of wrestling with that, using that lens to look at Christianity through because it, it, it helps everything make sense. I mean, if it's a kingdom, then, then I see him as a gracious, kind, generous, and self-sacrificing king. And it's a beautiful thing, a king who's invited me into his realm of authority, his realm of rule, where life and hope and peace and joy can be found in that. And when I see it that way and understand it that way, it helps me understand some of the things that he says. And, 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 and also, when I see it that way, I realize that so much of the time, um, I'm often building my own little kingdom here, and I'm asking him to come and serve in my kingdom, <laughs> Rather than going, oh my gosh, life and hope and peace is found in that kingdom. How do I get into that and live in that? So I've, I've really enjoyed it. I love this picture. It, I think it helps make Christianity make a lot more sense when we understand it as a kingdom. And that's, I think, why Jesus called it a kingdom. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to continue kind of looking at some of the teachings that Jesus gave around this kingdom idea, and I want to look at something very specific today that I think is so interesting and so significant for all of us, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're someone who like buys into this idea that it's a kingdom or you're like, kingdom, that's weird. Jesus speaks to both of those audiences in a really cool way. In fact, um, as we're going to see, he kind of mentions both of those audiences pretty clearly, and in the way that Jesus always does it, he's so compassionate and so kind and so understanding because he understands that this idea of the kingdom can be weird, can be hard to understand. This idea that he's the son of God, like that's hard to grasp sometimes. That's hard to go, okay, cool, I'm in. That, that's hard and he's got so, so much compassion and kindness as he talks about that and yet he continues to offer this invitation to find life in him, the life that he came to bring, that he made possible through his own life and death and resurrection. Um, it, it's a beautiful picture. And so I wanna dive into what he says, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting story that he tells and conversation he has with his followers about it that I think we can all hopefully learn from. I know I certainly have. So we're gonna spend most of our time in Matthew chapter 13 today where he tells this parable um, and then has a conversation about this parable. So Matthew chapter 13, verse one. Matthew is a guy who was there and he wrote down what Jesus said so that we have the opportunity to actually read it, which I love that that happened, it's so cool. So here, Matthew chapter 13, verse one, this is what he says. Matthew's, Matthew's describing what happened. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it. And while all the people stood on the shore, verse, th verse three, then he told them many things in parables, saying, and he dives into this parable. And here, here, I'm gonna read through the parable quick and then we'll kind of delve into it. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and birds came up and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but the sun, when it came out, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. 
Verse 7, other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Now think about this. They'd never heard the story before. Some of you have heard the story, and so your mind quickly goes to what you think it means and what people have told you it means, but they'd never heard it. So Jesus tells the story, and then he leaves them with this really cryptic statement. He says this, whoever has ears, let them hear. Okay, and then he stops, and he just leaves it. Now, if you were in the crowd, you're going, okay, what does it mean? Okay, and he just kind of leaves it there. Like, what would you think? Cool story, yeah, I know how sewing works, that's great. What on earth does it mean? Now, here's where we're gonna go today. I don't wanna spend too much time focusing on what the parable actually means. We'll get to that. Next week, we're gonna focus a bit more on that. Today, what I wanna do I want to focus in on the conversation that Jesus had with his followers, with his disciples right afterwards, because I think there's an incredibly important message for all of us, again, whether you're Christian or not, in what Jesus spoke about with his disciples right after that. Look what happened. Verse 10, the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Now, 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 there have been lots of answers that we may have had or we've may, we may have heard before that why Jesus spoke in parables. The predominant one is Jesus told stories so that people could remember the stories because you learn better with stories then you've got this connection. But that's not at all why Jesus told them. And you know why I know that? You know why I can say that so confidently? Because Jesus answers this question. And here's, it's, it's, you know, if you think it's just the story thing, then you kind of have to understand the story, right? <laughs> if the story's gonna be helpful to remember stuff, you have to understand the story. And many of Jesus' parables, you read them and you're like, huh? And his disciples even read them or heard them and went, huh? They were with him. So, so, so why did Jesus answer that? You know, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And then Jesus replied, verse 11, and this is huge, and we're gonna kind of wrestle with this this morning. This is huge. Why, he replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, there's this kingdom idea, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you and not to them. Why do you speak to the people in parables? Because the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you and not to them. Wait, what? <laughs> That's weird. Why did you talk to them then? Like, why do you say, like, what? The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom to, to us as disciples, to, they were saying, but, but it has not been given to the crowds that you're talking to, really? That seems a little harsh. Was Jesus intentionally trying to hide his teaching, his truth from people? The knowledge has been given to you, but not to them? Has he been trying to hide it? I, I, don't, I don't think so because he goes on to explain it. Now, before we look at how he explains it, I want us to remember that this is in the context of this parable that he just told about a farmer sowing seeds. Now, I wanna kind of paint this picture, and then we're gonna get back to explaining it, but, but he, he paints this picture of how this farmer is sowing seeds, and some of the seeds fall along the path where there's no dirt for it to root, and birds come and eat it up. Some of it fall in rocky soil. There's a little bit of dirt, and it grows like quickly, but then there's no deep roots, so the sun scorches it, it dies. Some falls among the thorns, and the thorns choke out these plants so they can't bear fruit, and then some falls on good soil where there's a bunch of fruit and it grows and it's healthy and all that stuff. So that's what he's saying. So, so that's the first context we need to understand. When Jesus says the knowledge of the kingdom has been given to you, not them, he's talking about this parable of the seed, right? Secondly, he's talking to his disciples, which means he's talking to people who have come to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. They've come to believe that he is this son of God, king of, of heaven, king of the kingdom, and he's here right with us. 
They've come to believe that, that he's offering them life in him. So, so that's the context, the parable of the seed, and he's speaking directly to his disciples. And so, so when he says, the knowledge of the kingdom and the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them, I think it's got to do with that. He continues in verse 12 and he says this, whoever has, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, what they already have will be taken from them, which sounds again so horrible, so harsh. Is he saying that he's gonna give to the rich and steal from the poor, give to the strong and take from the weak? Is that what he's saying? Because that's what it sounds like. It's, it sounds horrible, but I don't think that's what he's saying. And the first reason I know that is because you have to remember who's saying it. Remember, whenever you bump into something, we spoke about this at the beginning of this year in the series, the God, uh, uh, the God Jesus knows, that's what it was called, right. <laughs> I'm right in this, so help me remember. Um, whenever we bump into something that doesn't sound right, that feels like, oh my gosh, is that what he is? You have to remember who's saying it. And Jesus is the one who died for people. He washed people's feet. He came not to be served, but to serve. That's who's saying this. So when he says, you know, those who have, more will be given, and those who don't have, what, even what they have will be taken from them, I don't think he's saying that he's gonna steal from the weak and give to the strong. I don't think he's He's saying that because he doesn't do that. That's not who he is. So it must be something else that he's trying to say. And remember, the context, he's talking about a seed. So, so stick with me as we wrestle with what he's trying to say here. Before we figure out what he meant when he's trying to say, I'll give more to those who have and take away what those don't have, and to you the knowledge has been given, but not to them, what is he trying to say? If it's in the context of a seed, let's dig into this idea of the seed that he explains, because he explains what the parable means. So, so let's look, jump to verse 18, and here's what he says. He says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, so he's saying that the seed is literally the message of the kingdom. That's what it is. Luke paints it really clear. When he tells the story, he says, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the message of the kingdom. And he explains what's happening. The seed is the teaching, the teaching that Jesus came to, to give life and life to the full, that he came to live, to die for our sins and invite us into his forgiveness, his grace, and into his life. That message is the seed. And he says, what happens? Verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. And he explains, this is the seed that fell along the path. Verse 20, the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone. So he's talking about different people and how they hear and understand the message of the kingdom of God. That's what this parable is talking about. The seed that's sown along the path, um, verse 20, sorry, the seed that falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word of God and at once receives it with joy. They're super excited about it. Oh my gosh, there's life and hope found in Jesus. Cool, let's do this thing. That's amazing. But, verse 21, since they have no roots, since that message, that idea doesn't go down deep enough, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. When life gets hard, this idea of a kingdom doesn't, and, and like, like I thought this kingdom would take away all my pain and all my struggles and all my questions. Is that not what you're talking about? Because when that gets hard, then I don't know if I want this. Or when someone says that's stupid and persecution arises, they're like, ah, 
I don't want it. And so what Jesus is doing is he's explaining the different responses to his teaching about God and about this invitation into life in him. That's what he's describing. Clearly, normal responses that people, different people have to this message. Verse 22, he continues, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke that word, making it unfruitful. We're gonna come back and look more in depth at this next week. But verse 23, but the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone, again, he's talking about people, who hears the word, and understands it. The seed that falls on good soil is someone who, who gets it, who goes, oh my word, this is what it means. They get it, they understand it, they see it for what it is. This one is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So what Jesus is saying is this, that the seed, Jesus says, is the message of the kingdom. It's the message that Jesus came, it's the gospel, the good news that he brought that can literally give life and change life and produce fruit in us. It's this big, beautiful message, this promise of hope that Jesus speaks about. This idea that he came to bring life and life to the full and along with that, this hope of heaven one day. That's this message, that's the seed that he describes. But... Jesus clear, and this is where the problem comes up. Jesus clearly taught that that life and that hope and that peace and that joy, that's found in him. It's found in his kingdom. It's not found in our own. It's not found in our ability to create it. It's not found in our wealth. It's not found in our uh, effort. It's not found in our wisdom. It's not found in our strength. It's not found in our ability. It's found in him. That's what Jesus taught. And that's where the problem comes in because that is sometimes a really hard message to accept. Because every single day of our lives, something in us and everything around us is telling us, in order to find life, you need to build wealth, you need to find the best job, you need to do all these things, you need to trust yourself, trust your effort, trust everything you're doing, trust your own morals, trust your own religious effort, trust everything about you and you will find life and you will please God and you will do all that. And Jesus says, nope. That's not what it means. And when everything around us is telling us that you can build your own life, the exact life that you wanna find, when everything's telling us that, everything inside us is telling us that, and Jesus comes along and he says, hey, I want you to surrender everything you have. Don't trust yourself, trust in me, and I will give you life. <laughs> really? That's a hard message, when that dominates our thought that I need to build, I need to trust me, I need to do in order to find the life that I want, that's the message I live every day and everything around me is telling me that. And Jesus comes along and says, no, 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 no. Life's not found in you. Life's not found in your effort. Life's not found in what you do. Life's not found in your wisdom. Life's not found in your wealth. It's found in me. That's what Jesus said. That's a hard message to accept. Okay, I surrender. No, that's hard to do. So, so if you take that idea that that's hard to believe, that's, that's a message. It's like, okay, what do I do? That's a hard message to believe. You take that into what Jesus was saying back in verse 11. Let's read it again, where he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, people who really, who, who, who trust me that I am who I am. 
not to them. And then he says that other thing that makes it sound even worse, he says, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. You take this idea that this message is the seed, this, this message of the kingdom is the seed and, and, and the idea of, oh my gosh, life is found in him, not in me. You take that into this language and I think it makes more sense. Let me try and explain it. I've painted this picture now. Let me try and explain it. I think what he was saying, if you take the context of the kingdom and realize that Jesus said the message of the kingdom is like a seed, then it begins to make sense. Because if it's like a seed, I, I brought a seed today. And if it's like a seed, okay, then, then, then if you have no clue what a seed is, can, can you see the seed? I'll put it on my shirt here. Can you see the seed? There it is. If you have no clue what a seed is. If you've never seen a seed in your life before, then this would look like a piece of black dirt or debris. Never seen a seed before, you don't know what it is. I know that's hard to imagine, but imagine. You've never seen a seed, you have no idea what it is. What would you think this is? It's just a piece of nothing. It's a piece of debris, you just throw it away, it's got nothing in it. And if I came to you and you'd never seen a seed before and I said, oh my gosh, there's life in the seed, what would you do? You'd be like, you're weird. I know what life looks like, and it doesn't look like that, right? But if I told you, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't know how to explain it, but there's life in it. You'd be like, like I said, you're weird. <laughs> no, 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 if you just take the seed and you plant it, I'm telling you, it's amazing. You just plant this thing. What is plant? Plant a piece of debris. What's the point? No, 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 plant it. If you plant this, this has so much life in it that within three months, it will feed you this thing. And you're like, that's dumb. No, but it can. It'll feed you. And not only can it feed you, but then inside the thing that feeds you, there'll be more of these. And if you plant those, it can grow. And eventually it can feed everyone. And it can literally take over the whole world. And plant enough, it will literally be there. All of that's in that seed. And if you looked at that and you said, I don't know what you're talking about, right? That would make sense if you've never seen a seed before. It would make no sense. And you would look and say, I know what, like you're saying that will feed me. I know what food looks like. Food is physical. You can touch it. You can smell it. You can see it. That's what feeds me. And I know it's something that I pay for with my hard-earned money. And it's something that I cook with my hard-worked effort. That's what food is. That's not food. There's nothing in there that makes food. That makes sense. It doesn't, that, 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 that's silly. Remember Jesus said, the message of the kingdom is like a seed. Now, here's the thing. If you knew what a seed was and you knew that there was actually life in this seed, enough life that if you did plant it, it would literally grow and feed you. And then if you continue to plant it and continue to let it grow, it could feed you not just in three months from now, it could feed you for the rest of your life and it has the power, the potential, literally in this one little tiny seed that has the power and the potential to grow enough to take over the whole world. That's in the power of this one little tiny seed. So here's what I think Jesus is saying. When he says, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance, I think he's saying this. If you can see what's in the seed, if you can see what's in the seed, if you have an understanding of what's actually in the seed, that this little seed, this little thing, the little that you have, if you know what's inside the seed, can explode into more. 
and what you have, you'll be given more and you will have an abundance if you see what's in the seed. If you can just see what's in the message of the kingdom of heaven, then that, if you understand, I know it looks weird, I know it seems this invisible kingdom that we're talking about, I know it doesn't even make sense, it's like a seed. And if you can see what's in that message, it can explode into life and you will have an abundance of life and hope that I can bring if you just see what's in the seed. And it's a life that can't come from your hard-worked effort or your hard-earned money. It's a life that goes beyond that. It's an eternal life, and it's a life now that changes us in a way that we can't change ourselves. And it's all in the seed. So Jesus teaches that life is in the seed. Life is found in this kingdom, this message of the kingdom that goes beyond anything we can control or do in our lives. So whoever has if they see what's in it, will be given more. <laughs> it will explode into abundance. And whoever does not have, what does he mean by that? Even what they do have will be taken from them. Here's the thing, if you don't see what's in the seed, if you don't understand what's in the seed, you will have the seed, the little that you have, but if you don't plant that, if you take this, if I walk out of here and I throw it on the, 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 the parking lot over there, what, what's the point? Nothing, no, the, even though this could take over the world, the life in there could feed everyone, even though that's true, what I have, if I don't see what's in the seed, it'll be taken from me. All that power will be worth nothing. And even what I have will be taken from me, if you, if you have a seed, but you don't see what's in the seed, it's worth nothing. But if you see what's in the seed, <laughs> it's worth everything. It's worth everything. And it brings life. E even this little natural seed, it brings life, let alone the message of the kingdom of God. That seed, if you know what's in the seed, it brings life. If you don't know what's in the seed, it's worth nothing to you. The question then is this, do I see what's in the seed? Do I see what's in the seed? So Jesus says in verse 13, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though people see the words I'm saying, they don't see the power of the message that I'm teaching. This incredible life is found in my kingdom. They see the seed, but they don't see what's inside the seed. They see the seed, but they miss the incredible life in the seed. And that makes sense. If you've never seen a seed, you would never believe there's fruit and life in this, right? In the same way, if you've never understand this message of the kingdom, why would you think there's life in that? Why would you? It doesn't make sense. Though He says, though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand, though people hear the words that Jesus shares, they do not hear the power of the message or understand the depth of what lies within that message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel. And then he says, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. Many people will hear the words but not understand the power inside those words. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Many people will see the seed, but not perceive the life inside 
that seed, for this people's heart has become calloused. Now, usually when Christians or churches read that this people's heart has become calloused, it becomes a judgmental thing. I think one of the reasons so many people's hearts have become calloused to this message of the kingdom is because of what the church has done sometimes. The way we've treated people who don't believe, come on, believe the seed, and they're like, I don't see it. And because we as a church sometimes have just been so mean and, and judgmental, why would a person look at that and go, cool, I want that? So sometimes people's hearts have become calloused. Yes, of course, it is also sometimes our hearts become calloused because I want my kingdom and I don't want Jesus to serve my kingdom and I don't want to get any. Yes, that's also another part, but a lot of times it's because of what people have experienced from Christians and churches. Verse 15, for people's hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear what they, with their ears and, they, and they've closed their eyes. But if only they could see what's in the seed, Look what it says, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and look what happens when someone understands, sees and hears what's in the seed, look what happens. I would heal them because the seed will be planted and life will come and fruit will grow. And then he says in verse 16 to his disciples, blessed are your eyes because they see. He's going, gosh, if you could just see what's in the seed, you're so blessed. And blessed are your ears because they hear. So I think Jesus taught in parables with a deep, he taught these parables with, with, with such deep and rich meaning that could express the power. I mean, think about this. You look at this, it's tiny and stupid and means nothing right now. But the power of this thing is more than any scientist could ever invent. It's so powerful. And so I think Jesus taught in these parables that had this rich power in it, but they sounded just like words, whatever. And I think he taught that so that those who saw and understood who he was and what the life was that he brought, those who saw that would go, oh, my word, yes, I need that. While others who didn't see that, they would have the seed. They would have the seed. But until they saw what's in the seed, it would never bear the fruit of what it could be. If they did, it would bring that life-changing fruit. And for those who didn't believe him and, and, and who didn't believe what he came to do or didn't see the incredible gift of his kingdom, again, they would still have that seed. But it may fall by the wayside and unfortunately produce nothing. His teaching was like a seed. So the first thing I think we need to understand from this conversation that he's having with his closest followers is this, that he wants us to see what's in the seed. He desperately wants us. Jesus longs for everyone to know the incredible life that's found in the seed of the message of the kingdom. That's, I think, what Jesus is teaching here. Guys, I want you to know, and I know it's hard, it looks weird, it looks invisible, it looks dumb, but it, gosh, if you could just see what's in the seed, if you could just see what's in the message of the kingdom, oh, it could explode into life and you'll have an abundance and it will produce a huge crop of life change. So that's, I think, the first idea that I want to make sure we get because I think that comes from this conversation that Jesus was having. But I think there's another really important message in this. And I think it's a message that's really important to all of us who are Christians. If you're a Christian, 
If you do see what's in the seed, if you're like, oh my gosh, there's life in it, this message of the kingdom, yes, I love it. If you're a Christian, there's a message in this that is directly pointed at you and me. So, so let's look at that. Go back to verse 11. He says, he replied to his disciples, remember, he said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you and not to them. So he says, there's something in this for you, if you're a Christian, if you're someone who, who's accepted Christ, who's, who put, put your faith in Christ, who, 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 who trusts his grace and his forgiveness, this is, the knowledge has been given to you, but not to them. I think there's a responsibility that comes with that. And here's what I think Jesus is saying to us. He's saying, what I want you to do, you've got the seed, and you believe what's in the seed. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that seed, and I want you to plant it deep inside your own heart. Deep inside your own heart. Let it germinate. Let it grow. Let it do what it's supposed to do, and let it bear fruit, and let it change your life 160 or 30 times as more powerful than the original seed because that's what a seed does. But you need to take the seed. The knowledge has been given to you and you need to plant it in your own heart and let it produce the life that it produces. Galatians 5 verse 22 tells us some of the fruit that's produced from the seed of the kingdom of God when God puts his life in you, his spirit in you. This is what the fruit looks like. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. In other places, it talks about this fruit of hope and humility and life change. Let me ask you, imagine being able to consistently live in this broken world, in this messed up world with love Whew. and joy and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and self-control, and humility. Imagine being able to do that. I mean, we live in a very mean world. There's a lot of judgment, and criticism, and anger from both the religious world and the non-religious world. There's people using and abusing others. We live in a world of conflict, and anger, and division, and self-centeredness, that's just normal in our world. We live in a world filled with pain and disappointment and heavy, heavy burdens. What if we could live in that world with patience and kindness? <laughs> oh my gosh, and goodness and humility and forgiveness. What if we could live in that world like that? What if we could live with a sense of hope and peace in that world, with love and humility in that world. That's what Jesus taught was possible when we plant the seed that has life. The life that this produces is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, those fruit. When we live under his rule, when we live under his kingship, in his kingdom, that's what it produces. That's not what he says, now go do that. It's actually what it produces. How often do you command a seed, grow? It doesn't work. Why does it grow? Because it has life in it, and that's what happens when the seed is planted in us. It has life, and it grows in us. You don't have to go be this, do this. No, it happens. When? Not in our own kingdom, and when he, we're trying to get him to serve our kingdom, but when we're in his kingdom, it grows and I think what Jesus is saying, the knowledge of the kingdom has been given to you. Now you go and plant it because you have the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, not them. You go and plant it. And I want you to stop. Here's what I think he's saying as well. I want you to stop taking handfuls of these seeds and throwing them at other people who don't believe it. You believe it. I got a bunch of these here. Like what if we take these 
and we throw them at people. And that's what the church is doing all the time so much. And we see, come on, and we, we look at it and we're like, okay, I want you to know this. I want you to believe this. And if someone's never seen a seed before, do you think throwing seeds at their face will help them? No, what it'll feel like is being th rocks being thrown at them. This is gonna convince someone. There's life in this. I want what's best for you. It's not gonna help. Someone's not gonna see the power and the hope of the message of the kingdom when they're having seeds that they don't understand or see hitting them in the face. Rather, I think what Jesus is saying is I want you to take the seed and I want you to plant it in your own heart and let it produce fruit in your own life. And let it produce the life that only I can produce in you as you surrender to my kingdom. And then when you plant the seed of the message of the kingdom in your own heart, when it bears fruit, then I want you to take that fruit to the people around you, not the seeds. I want you to take the fruit to them. So often Christians and churches scream at people going, believe, believe it. And they're going, I don't. And so we throw harder, believe it. And maybe some of our loved ones, we're trying to force them to understand this, try to convince them, and they're not being convinced because a seed, if you don't know what a seed is, a seed doesn't convince you that there's life in it. It does not look like there's life in this. Sometimes it does not look like there's life in the invisible message of the kingdom of God. We're trying to convince. You need to believe. I think what Jesus did he didn't do that. That's why he talked in parables, so the seeds could land. And then you know what he did? He lived out the fruit of his life every single day. And he loved and he served and he died for those around him. While leaving the seeds there for them to see and take, he loved and he served and he died. Trying to force people to see it is like taking a handful of seeds and throwing it at them. And someone who doesn't understand what a seed is will never hear it. And, and even worse, what about this? Some people have seen seeds before, but the only place they've seen these seeds, the message of the kingdom, is in the hands of people who the only fruit in their life is anger and judgment and hypocrisy and condemnation. Or moralism saying, change because the seed says so. And no grace and no life and no forgiveness and no power in this message at all, but change what would you do if someone was holding a bunch of seeds and they said, life's found in the seeds and they were angry, horrible people? I would never want one of those seeds because that seed obviously produces the wrong fruit. And I wouldn't wanna plant that seed in my life. I would walk away. And I think that's a story of so many people in our world today. The only fruit they've seen in the people holding the seeds is, is ugly. And anything that smells or looks like this, they're gonna run away from. I would, I would. So I don't think Jesus asked us to throw seeds. To you has been given the knowledge of the kingdom. I want you to go plant that seed. Because you know what? Just giving seeds to people that aren't convinced of that and they don't see what's inside the seed, it doesn't change our lives. It doesn't. Unless the seed is planted, it doesn't change our lives. And perhaps when we're trying to tell others to accept the seeds, they don't trust us because we've never planted the seeds in our own hearts and our own lives, and it hasn't changed our lives yet, and so they don't trust us because the seed hasn't done anything in us. It's huge. The seeds remain in our hands, and as a result, there's no fruit. So I wonder, 
if Jesus was telling his disciples and by implication telling us, I want you to take the seeds <laughs> and stop throwing them at people. And I want you to plant them. They don't understand, but there's a way they can. I want you to plant them. The message of the kingdom, it's been given to you. I want you to plant that in your own heart and then let it grow and allow it time to grow and develop and begin producing life and fruit in your life. And when it does, and here's what I want you to do. These are watermelon seeds. I want you to then take a slice of the most delicious watermelon, not the seeds. I want you to take a slice of the most delicious watermelon and I want you to go give it to someone around you. <laughs> Let them bite into it. And it's so juicy and sweet and delicious. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And when they say, can I have another piece? You know what you say? You say, yes, here you go. Here's some more love and kindness and grace and forgiveness and self-control and humility in a world that doesn't taste like this. Here's what I want you to taste. Taste it again. Have another bite. Woo, it's so good. And when they go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Where did you get that? Here's what I want you to say. I think Jesus would say, I could never have made this. I could never have produced this. I know my own heart. I know how self-centered I am. I know how, who I am. I know how, just, I know me. I could never have made this in my whole life, but I discovered something that changed me and it made this. And if you want some of it, look inside there. There's a seed. <laughs> and if you take that seed and you plant it, that's, that's what, where it came from, the seed. Let me ask you. How many people will be more inclined to take a bite of watermelon or a bite of a seed? <laughs> and when they take the bite of the seed, you say, hey, look, there's a seed inside there. And if you go plant that seed in your life, you can find and produce this too. I think that's what Jesus was saying. Don't throw seeds at people. Give them the fruit of what the seed develops. Plant the seed in your life. Let it produce what it needs to produce. And then... Take that fruit to them. And then when that seed is planted, it, it'll explode and they will have an abundance as well. So the summary, I think, of what Jesus is saying is this. Jesus compares the message of his kingdom to a seed. And remember, a seed looks very insignificant. If you don't know what's in a seed, it looks stupid, it looks invisible. And the power and the potential of that seed is not understood, it's invisible. And unless you understand what that seed is, unless you understand the incredible hope and life that's found in that seed, the message of the kingdom, is not gonna do anything, which means some people can't and don't see it. But those of us who do, it's our responsibility to plant the seed deep in our own hearts. Let it go in there. Let it settle. Let it germinate. Let it grow and allow it to produce the life-changing fruit in us. And then rather than throwing seeds at people, we should take the fruit to those around us and let them taste it and begin to see what's in the seed. When they taste it, they begin to see what's in the seed. And perhaps in understanding that, they'll begin to trust and this message, this incredible seed, this message of the kingdom, that's what I think Jesus was trying to teach. And next week, what we're going to do is we're going to come back and dive into what it looks like to plant the seed. And what are the things that keep the seed from actually producing the life in us that the seed can do? So that's where we're headed next week. Until then, I want us to wrestle with, do I see what's in the seed? 
Do I see what's in the seed? And have I planted it in my life? Because there's life in this. And it explodes into 30, 60, 100 times of what it is. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the seed. Thank you that you didn't just give us a rule book that, that we have to try follow the rules. Or you didn't just give us a machine that could produce things. You gave us something with life in it. And when we trust that and walk out of our kingdom trying to build food and life for ourselves and wealth for ourselves and walk into yours, the seed is planted in our hearts and it grows into life. And Father, I pray that you will help us plant the seed and then bear the fruit and help us give that fruit to those around us so they can also see what's in the seed. Pray that you help us as a church live this out, live out humility and love and service and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Not because we make it happen, but because the seed of life has been planted in us. Father, I pray you help us see what's in the seed, and I, help you, I pray you help us plant it. In Jesus' name, amen.